Hi, welcome to the LNS Fables podcast. I'm Liv. And I'm Sterling. And we're going to answer one of your questions about writing our books or the indie author process. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at LS Fables or here on Spotify. If you want more writing tips and tricks or information about our latest releases, join our newsletter at lsfables.com. The topic is from one of our readers. Becca wants to know about how we write sex scenes. So we decided to save this one for February because it's Valentine's month. And um, talk to you guys about sex scenes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not to say that Valentine's is about sex specifically. And we are going to do a podcast about romance. But there's a big difference between sex and romance. Well, we thought they at least deserved two different um, podcast topics in the world of writing. Uh, romance is something you plan throughout a whole story, usually, mm-hmm. and sex is just a scene, if you so choose to include it. Right. There's a few different ways to do it, mm. starting with the ever-classic, uh, you talk about it might have happened, but you, it never gets any screen time. Mm-hmm. I think that is the... So I'm going to divide them on amount of screen time. That's the least amount of screen time. We just wrote a sex scene like this, but it hasn't gone public. No, it goes public. It, it'll... It's, end of February, it'll be public. February 20th, yes. It'll yeah. be published. So that's for our Vela series, not our books. Yes. So you have the character vaguely remember the the night before, or maybe they wake up next to the person that they did sleep with. So the reader gets an idea that uh, the two characters who um, you're writing this romance for or who have an established relationship or whatever have had sex and maybe they have feelings about it. To be clear, this isn't even a fade to sex. Sex, sorry. Fade to black. This isn't even a fade to black. This is just a. This isn't even a fade to sex. Some we. It's just alluding to it happening in the story. Right. So there's a. That's like a the bare minimum. Like the little, bare minimum. It's yeah. a, implied, but you didn't even get the the prequel, so to speak. Yes. You just have like they go out to dinner, and then it's the next morning. Yeah. Then there's the traditional fade to black. Yeah. Which but... is like kissing and all the stuff. Up until and then fade to black. Yes. But I was going to say this one's nice because it can very quickly establish where a character's relationship is without having to spend a lot of time. So you could use this for your side characters, your villains, your not the people who are not going to get a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. really what it's ideal for. Or in a any sort of situation in which you're not interested in writing an actual sex scene right or you're limited literally on the number of words so if this is for our kindle vela we're limited to six thousand words per episode yes we can't spend a whole episode writing or half an episode writing a sex scene we just don't literally have that kind of like space physical space um i also don't know if i think vela is the right platform for that i know if i was going to write a sex scene i would probably not do it in um and serial serial writing and yeah. probably episodic keep that in a novel sort mm-hmm. of yeah. situation. Well, because with serial writing, just to like talk about this for a brief moment, it comes out that week, and that's all the readers have access to. 
Yeah. So if they're really wanting to see the story move forward and they're not real interested in the sex scene and all you gave them was like a tiny bit of plot and then a whole sex scene that took up the majority of the episode. Yeah. Lots of people probably skip reading sex scenes in books and just move on to the next plot point. Yeah, some people dislike them. You're giving them a choice. They have an option. Episodic is like you're just going to have to not read this week if you don't like this. Yeah. And that doesn't seem fair to me, to the reader. That's fair. Also, it depends a lot on the genre, I think. If you're writing romance... There's some expectations. There's some expectations. Even if it's episodic. I think if you're writing romantic episodic things then the people are probably reading it for the romance i don't know if there's any other reason to read a romance story romance is purely uh <laughs> plot driven 100 percent. yeah uh mysteries you know yeah no, little, i feel yeah it's a little different for an episodic fantasy uh, fantasy adventure yeah it's really kind of courting the epic fantasy deal even if it doesn't follow a lot of different simultaneous plot lines the whole Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. so taking up all that space where you have all these different plot elements you've got to manage and using it in five thousand words or less per episode Mm -hmm. a week yeah then using it for um a big old sex scene just didn't work for us um so so that's those are the reasons why you might want the illusion to sex instead of the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Then the next is the fade to black. Which is pretty traditional. I feel like a lot of people have run into that. Yes. Uh, really traditional. You see it a lot of times in... TV. TV. You see it on a lot of... Young adult. Young adult books. Um, it can be done on different levels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Naomi Novik's uprooted... When Neshka and the dragon have a sex scene, it's a fade to black, but you get a little bit more allusion to what's happening in the beginning before it finally fades to black. So it's like a spicy fade to black. Is it an illusion or are you getting to see up until? You see up until, but the language is... Poetry. It's, it's Naomi Novik, so it's not... It's not straight poetry. It's she writes with this beautiful economy of style that I think I really economy style economy of style. That uh, like not first class, but you know, like that means every economy ev- plus every sentence is is exactly where it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and it reads very smoothly, very beautifully, but without a lot of extraneous poetry. Mm-hmm. In yeah. her fairy tale book specifically, she has completely different style in the. A deadly education mm. series. Okay. Um, anyway, so you you know what's going on, but it's not super detailed, and then it fades to black. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, I understand what you're talking it's, about. It doesn't feel explicit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> the situations in which... Uh, fade to black are good are again it saves words mm-hmm. and uh, my experience sex scenes take up a lot of page space yeah um and then it's more appropriate for certain audiences more appropriate for certain audiences if you're writing a young adult or new adult you know if you think your readers are going to be under 18 then you might fade, fade you to might black want, might be um might be in order 
There are exceptions. Madeline Lingle, uh, she wrote the uh, Wrinkle in Time series. Mm. She also wrote another less famous young adult novel that I cannot remember the title of right now. But it includes a really beautifully written young adult sex scene Mm -hmm. in which the emphasis is kind of on, like, discovery and consent and Mm -hmm. so it's like if you were going to have sex as a teenager which we're not saying we endorse Mm -hmm. (laughs) by any means it's like a safe happy depiction of one such thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um so there are exceptions if you're writing young adult and you want to show specifically sex in a not scary safe, consensual, beautiful way, then rock on with your bad self. But for often in young adult, not status quo, the... The norm. The norm is to fade to black. hmm And then there's the not fade to black in varying degrees of... Explicity. Yeah, of detail. <laughs> and I, when I say young adult, though, I was... Sh- um, I don't want to say the word shocked, but I was shocked to find out that um, Sarah, Sarah J. Maas, yeah. her Throne of Glass series, is, is considered, considered young adult. And at one point when we were deciding whether or not to have a sex scene in Basel, I went and counted the pages of how long some of the sex scenes were. In her Spoiler books. alert, there are sex scenes in Sarah J. Maas's Throne of Glass series. Um, and one of them was 10 pages. Oof. So, um, now admittedly, this was much later in the series, multiple books in. Um, but so the world seems to think that young adult is young adult when I was a young adult. Um, <laughs> I did not come across any sex scenes when I was 13, 14, 15, 16. I don't think I did either. And it's not that I was like reading like, Little House on the Prairie. I mean, I was reading modern books at the time. Yeah, just the standard was not to include them. Yeah. I think that um, has a lot to do with the fact that the publishing industry doesn't have a lot of hard and fast rules. Right, it's not like like a movie or TV rating system. Yes, there's not a rating system. When you're talking about children's books, though, grade school books and younger, there are a lot of very specific rules about mm-hmm. what can and can't be in them. Mm-hmm. That does not extend to young adult. You know, that might be because we're literally using the word adult. The emphasis there is that adult, you are of an age where you are going to come across these topics. Yeah, like you can vote. You have, you can, you know, enlist in the military. Therefore, yeah. Uh, a lot of young adult readers are, like, high school aged. So, high school aged into College. adults. Yeah. Past. I mean, um, we're on BookTok and TikTok, and there's quite a few people our age and older that really enjoy young adult. I predominantly read young adult sometimes, especially fantasy yeah. series. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. So, it's a... It's a genre that appeals to a really wide range of people, and that might it be feels another safe. reason. Yeah. I think that's, for me, what it is. It's like, oh. You're not going to come It's not going to be too it. scary. It's young adult. <laughs> it's not rated R. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, going on to... Actually writing the scene. Actually writing a full-on sex scene. What exactly makes 
a good sex scene will vary largely depending on who you ask. This is something that I feel like people get pretty divided over. Mm. Um, there's a couple different ways to go about writing an actual sex scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a I had a writing partner at one point who called it when you're very explicit about you the language you use for the parts of people and he called it anatomical mm-hmm. so you can be very very explicit this is game of thrones like the sex scene after sansa marries um Tyrion. oh my god i did not need that much detail <laughs> <laughs> That's my personal opinion. I don't actually like sex scenes that spend a lot of time talking about the physical mechanics of the bodies involved and describing them in great detail. But that is an option. You can go full-on anatomical words, talk about every piece that's involved in the process. Mm -hmm. Then... The next step down, I think, one last thought does this really, really beautifully, and that's you give a very clear picture about what's going on without using explicit words, mm-hmm. without naming the parts involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still, you still get a clear image of how the sex scene is proceeding. This can be... This can be done in a lot of different ways, I think. The reason why I like One Stop Less Stop is because it focuses a lot on what the POV character, August, is feeling in that moment. hmm And I think that a good sex scene is going to be like a good fight scene and that the main focus is not just... The play-by-play of what's happening, but how the character is feeling and what this changes and how this is important to them in the moment. Yeah. I did, like, a mild, like, survey because I knew that we were going to talk about this. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, That was my response. So I asked a couple um, people who I knew who liked to write and read and their opinions on what made good sex scenes or bad sex scenes. Mm -hmm. Language seems to be a very triggering topic. Specifically words like vulva or vagina or dick or penis can be like, people hate that. Yes. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. I Mm -hmm. know I didn't straight out and say it. Um, I'll say it. I know. But. (laughs) I can't say it. That's, that would, I would call that anatomical language. I don't think that dick is though. Like. But like, (laughs) like I would be offended if I read something and they use the word cunt. Yeah. I mean, it's not anatomical. It's not. It's not anatomical. But I wouldn't be like that sexy. I'd be like, "What's happening?" I'd be like, "This feels rapey all of a sudden." <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, people would have a very strong reaction. I said, "I don't like that," and you said, "This feels rapey." Like, so obviously, language can really, really. Language. Yes, that's that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to say. Really, is that language can change. Just your choice in words and how you describe what's happening. We are all, all of these things we're talking about are full on sex scenes. Like you are getting two characters who are having sex on screen right now. And the thing that changes these, the things that differentiates these things 
are the language is just the language you use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you have you can there's a hugely different feel between Sansa Stark, who's like a child marrying this man, and you get this really grotesquely detailed picture of this guy's genitals. I mean, that is a way, way different feeling than August and... Jane. Jane. Spoiler! Sorry. No worries. Spoiler alert. There's going to be spoiler alerts in this episode. I'm sorry. August and Jane coming together the first time. They've like just finally both admitted to each other's faces that they're in love with each other, but they don't use that. Yeah, they don't even say that. They don't even say in love yet. They don't, but they really like <laughs> each like other. I like you. They're like, I like you a lot. Um, coming together and you're getting mostly August's feelings about how, like, just astoundly, how much she likes Jane. And while getting a pretty clear image of what Jane's doing without the body part language, without mm-hmm. any body part language... I don't think body part language doesn't bother me that much. Like really? nipple, nipples, breasts, like yes. I think that, that goes back to like me. which words you choose to use. Mm-hmm. Like going back to cunt, which I'm sorry, I'm going to mark this episode explicit so that people don't stumble upon this. Um, <laughs> is really triggering. Stop fiddling. And I I won't say it again, but it is really triggering. So there is language that can be really upsetting upsetting or just out of the moment like what are you talking about yeah like ooh, why did you suddenly make this not pleasant uh, to read yes. yeah i know a lot of people who just have extremely strong feelings about the word moist yeah um which way in a, a sexual context or any context they don't like it they, they get yeah. real weird about it so like there are there's language i think that's also specific to the genre you're in yes it would be very strange to have like very modern language in a historical fiction. Yeah. To me personally. Yeah. Why is the character suddenly thinking about the word like dick? Cock for some reason feels more historical than dick. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough about historical <laughs> penis word choices. Big oh, I know why. I know why. Uh what's it called? Um the dudes used to wear them on front on the front of their pants. Like the protection. Yeah, but it wasn't a protection. It was really just like cod piece. Cod piece. That's why it sound feels cod cock sounds similar. Okay. So that's why it feels historical. All right. There we I go. don't know. Okay, I believe you. Anyway, so the third way to use language. So you can have very detailed anatomical language. Be careful which words you use for which pieces. And then you can tell people what's going on. But not use those words, which makes things feel significantly less explicit. Mm-hmm. Or the third option, uh, Priory of the Orange Tree does this. Um, it's straight up poetry. Like, when... I don't want to spoil this because Sterling hasn't read it yet. When two characters... When two characters who I shall, shall not name... Presumably two characters. Maybe there's four. I there's, don't know. There's only two. <laughs> now you're spoiling it for me. Oh, I'm sorry. So when a number of characters <laughs> has sex, it happens a couple times uh, between these specific characters and the book. And each time it's not 
especially clear what's going on, but it's really beautiful, and it's very poetic the way she writes these two characters coming together. Um, so it feels satisfying, uh, to me anyway, as a reader who uh, enjoys romance, but it's, it's very PG in my opinion, Mm -hmm. or PG-13. Right. So you, you get, you get the silhouettes of a sex scene that's happening. Right. I think that's an interesting way to think about things like that is like, if this was a movie. Yeah. What are you watching? Yes. And the silhouette definitely gives this image of, like, people behind a curtain. Yes. A really flowery curtain in this uh, in this instant. The sex scenes in Priory of the Orange Tree are... I don't... I'm not sure how what to say other than it's really very poetic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you're reading prose. Mm-hmm. It's flowery and metaphorical and really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um... Opposite of explicit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, those are are the basic types. So you can you can have different levels of sex scene, whether or not you want to actually be explicit, or if you do really want an actual sex scene, you can be anywhere from extremely dis, um, extremely detailed, very explicit to just the shadows, the silhouette of a sex scene happening in the background. Mm-hmm. And that all comes down to the language and words, the words you choose in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, how to do any of this well? I think the trick to writing a good sex scene is to reading good sex scenes. I, I have been personally complimented on mine not just the ones that I've published but um, other things I've written with other writing partners and I believe that's because of the time I took to go figure out what I thought made a nice sex scene mm-hmm. well what made a pretty turn of phrase what mm-hmm. it made it feel what made it feel more romantic and I think that really shows if you go through the trouble of being like, I know what kind of sex scene I want to write. I want to write something that's extremely detailed and people are going to like see every sweat drop off these two people. <laughs> go read Game of Thrones. Or multiple people. I just said these people. You said two people. Oh, sorry. All of these people. All the people involved. We don't... I mean, whatever pairings you write, you write it. You read... Game of Thrones, and you go find other really detailed sex scenes. I spent a couple hours <laughs> <laughs> researching what people thought were really good sex scenes when I first wrote one, I think. Yeah, my first one or two sex scenes. Of course you researched it. I researched everything. So cute. Um, yeah, when I was talking to people about it and trying to figure out what they thought was good and stuff, something that came up was breaking up the physical acts with thoughts and feelings in between. Yeah. So it's not blow by blow, um, for sure. Language was really triggering for some people. And then um, I think the other part of that is kind of understanding what's real for those characters 
And this can kind of go into a very specific and strange, like, rabbit hole Hmm. of, like... Where are you headed? Where I headed. (laughs) Like, for instance, if you have a really domineering character personality trait, um, and they're always just, like, constantly the bossy one, the one in charge, the one taking hold, they might be that way also sexually, they might not be. They also might be submissive because they want a, to, like, not be in charge for once. Yes. And and that can be a really key point of who your characters are. I think, assuming that everybody's going to prefer style, uh, a certain style or a certain position or anything like that, is kind of unfair to your characters. Ah, so don't write every character's sex scene the same. Yeah. And so basically what happens and how a sex scene works does in part come from the character you've written. Right. Okay. I and like that. I think that's more believable. So yeah. since we've already kind of spoiled one last stop, like Jane is is pretty uh what's the word I'm looking for here? She's she, she's a little kinky, but she's more like she's very take charge and she was a rebel and she was Directing a rioter and she was really she's that type of personality type. So when I was reading this book, I wasn't super surprised when she was like that sexually. Yeah, like when she liked having her hair pulled or being nibbled on or um, having... seducing August basically in public on the train, uh, yeah. metro or whatever they call it. I don't know subway. Obviously, I'm a southerner. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even know what we it's don't called live in New York. I don't know what that thing's called. It goes under the ground. It's metal. <laughs> Most people. <laughs> um, so, like, it made sense. And I think I would have been really weirded out, even if, if it had been written really beautifully, if all of a sudden she was just, like, very demure. And soft. Oh, I don't know. Don't take my shirt off. Like, yeah. it would have been really confusing for me. I would have been like, who are you? Yeah. Today, Liv was like, do I put uh, garlic in this meal that I make for you all the time? And I was like, who are you? <laughs> I was deeply yeah. offended that she didn't know there was garlic in it because she puts garlic in everything. It's the same thing. If you're reading a character and you know them really well and all of a sudden they're like, oh no, don't look at me and they totally love being looked at, it would be so bizarre. Yeah. You do want to make sure however they... I mean, any situation your character puts... You put your character in, don't break character. Right. But I don't know that people consider that about sex scenes so much. Yeah, that's quite possible. They just maybe fall into this... Because I will say that Hollywood has not done a great job of showing a diverse sexual world. Yeah. There's a lot of people and there's a lot of communities and we all like different things. And if we just kind of look at Hollywood traditionally, uh, we're just going to see a lot of heterosexual relationships first off and then you know the majority of them are either going to have missionary position or like girl on top there's not going to be a lot of diversity there uh i can count on my like one hand the number of times i've seen um in in movies and tvs like someone performing oral sex not like performing but implied or sort of implied or sort of seen or you know like it's it's pretty bland and i don't mean bland and like oh this is boring but just like it's the same three notes um and i don't think that humans necessarily are always like that certainly there are humans who are like that Uh, probably a lot of humans who are like that but i don't think that your characters are all going to have the same preferences and tastes and desires and wants and physical abilities um like the traditional like 
one partner scooping the other one off and they're wrapping their legs around their hips and carrying them and pinning them against a wall. Thinking of Sarah J. Moss here. <laughs> I am as tall as my partner and uh, weigh a little bit more. And I don't want to wrap my legs around them and be held. Um, that I, I don't like riding piggyback, let alone anything else. So like, <laughs> that's just not even physically comfortable or possible for me. And yeah. it might not be for your character. Your character could be recovering from an injury or have a back problem or self-conscious about anything or not able to carry their partner because their partner is a dwarf from the mountains of Mordor and weighs 500 pounds or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, let's just be realistic here about what your character can actually do. But a lot of times we think about our character as far as like emotional needs and goals and plot. And I don't know that we, we spend enough time thinking about who they are in this specific aspect. And if you're going to show it, you need to show it in a real way. So spoiler alert with our sex scene in Vassal, Alphonse was really nervous and inexperienced and wanted to talk about it, but didn't know how to talk about it. And we've been complimented repeatedly about handling topics that people sometimes just butcher. Yeah. And I so, think that's what they're talking about. I think we're getting into sex scenes versus erotica. The way it was explained to me is that erotica will always be perfect. Every mind bogglingly amazing, out of this world, impossibly good moment of it will be overblown and dramatic. And when you get to more literary sex scenes than it's going to include human failings, human feelings. Um, sometimes things aren't going to be perfect. It's, it's going to feel more real. And personally, I think that makes it for a better sex scene when it feels human, when you get some idea of the connection between the characters when you understand this person more because of it I think I think that's makes for just a much more beautiful scene I'm not saying go and write sex scenes that are really uncomfortable for all of your characters unless it, you need to for your story but definitely keep in mind that we most of us want our characters to feel like real people and that means that not all sex is going to be perfect. You know, I had never heard that erotica versus uh, sex scene, like romance sex scene. That makes so much more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wish somebody had, like, said that to me. That's pretty cool. That's a really good def difference. And it's okay if you want to do erotica. Like, yeah, we're not judging erotica. That's definitely, like, a, a whole thing, and people really enjoy it. And, and make lots of money off of it. Make lots of money, and, and, and obviously there's a, a market for it, and uh, that's all great. But well, we're specifically talking about sex scenes and not erotica. Yeah. Um, so if that's what you would like to do, go on, go for it. The different levels still apply. Um, it's just... How human you want your sex scenes to feel. You what. know, you might not be having humans, so. Or, yes. It might not be right to be human. <laughs> yeah. And human might not be the the right word for it. Um, I don't I don't know if I've talked about Becky Chambers before on this podcast. I don't know about on the podcast. But she wrote. I've read basically everything that she's written. And I love her so much. Because 
I feel like her books really allow you to connect with the characters. I would say that they are really human, but there's a lot of characters in her books who aren't human. Mm-hmm. And she writes a what's really a fade to black sex scene in the first book of the uh, A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet series. Mm-hmm. And that's the title of the book. A Long, a long Way to a Small long Angry title Planet. For a small title ti- for a small angry planet. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's a great, beautiful book. And there's this really human sex scene in it in which the characters aren't even completely in love with each other. They just are like... A character, one of the characters recognizes a need in the other and says, I would like to feel this. And so they start sleeping together. And um, both of them have really, what feel like really human worries about it mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And there's consequences for it. And Yeah, I think consequences is something that people often neglect, too. For sex. Mm-hmm. Whether they be physical, physical or societal. emotional, or societal, or yeah. economic. I don't know. I mean, it's just like, it's kind of like this thing that just happens, and then it, there's like it, its own bubble. And, yeah, uh, and everything else moves around it at mm-hmm. a different pace, mm-hmm. or on a different plane. Yeah, no. Sex is a big thing. No matter how big a deal is it for your character in the moment, then there probably are going to be consequences, good yeah. or bad. Mm-hmm. Or neutral. Yeah, just consequences. Yeah. Cause and effect. Yes. So that kind of wraps it up, I, I think. think. so. Uh, so go out there and, and have a good time. Writing some dirty scenes. <laughs> <laughs> or or very elegant, not dirty, non-erotic scenes. Your choice. Or just fade. It's fine. Yeah. Just fade or just allude to it, you know? You don't even <laughs> write it. Confuse your readers. Did it happen? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at LS Fables. And if you want more uh, information or just want to communicate with us, you can reach us at lsfables.com.